Previously on Chosen Ones, Shuey and Aviath are woken up in the middle of the night to find Estel and Peter arguing outside their window, Peter running off after complaining of something in the air. The next morning, Wynn and Peter greet the four sparks and escort them to the church to begin Peter's training. Brandy succeeds, stepping into a large confession booth, where he encounters a ghost from his past. Seeing Brandy so shaken up, Peter calls off the training for the rest of the day. The next one to succeed is Theo, who comes face to face with his estranged sister. After another distressing session, the four sparks return to their cabins to reflect on these first two trainings with Peter, hoping the rest to not be so upsetting. Alright, so you guys go to sleep for the evening, and then you wake up the next day to a knock on the door. Good morning! Hey, you know who it is. Come on, let's go. Alright, just <laughs> let me put on my armor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll meet you at the church. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Give me a moment. When you open the door, Peter isn't even there this time. <laughs> He didn't even bother. You you can see in the distance he's like entering the church. I really like to imagine that Avaya like when starting to feel like he's in like a fucking in Groundhog's Day. He's just like repeating the same day over and over again. He's like, <laughs> I'm sure this is because Wind's woken you up every single day for your training, no matter who you have, whether it be him or Estel. He's always woken you up. So I'm sure at this point he's just like fucking just put it on before, just wake up earlier. Just- <laughs> So I do want to say that Theo probably did not sleep very well. Uh, he probably cried a lot of throughout the night. Mood. He tried to be quiet, but uh, he did just cry a lot. Uh, so he like wakes up in the morning and he looks very groggy, very much tired. You're right, bud. Huh? Yeah. And this is very much not like him because he tends to get up early and is like bright and early basically like good mood and all that so he just kind of do bad times yeah just take it easy today all right yeah uh yeah i i will yeah you know if you need to talk to anybody i'm here for your partner he smiles at brandy thanks thanks nods rub shoulder as they wait for Aviath, halfway through, putting his armor on. And he finally puts it on, and he goes. So you guys come into the church and settle down as usual. Um, you notice Wynn's a few pews back more than normal. Um, he looks a bit like he also maybe hasn't sleep, slept well the night before. Um, and Peter is up at the altar, kind of looking over at everyone. and just like, Essence, we're starting with you again today. Why don't you give it all you've got this time? Um, and she looks a little bit nervous after yesterday actually and gets up and slowly walks towards the confessional before going inside um and she's in there for a while about 15 minutes longer than all of you have been in there at this point and peter's just waiting and waiting and waiting and then wins just like uh peter shouldn't you and he's like Shh. and he waits and waits and waits um and another 10 minutes go by 
before one's like, Peter, I really think you should, but before uh, he finishes his sentence, um, Essence just kind of bursts through, also just crying, just sobbing with her like arms wrapped around herself. And Peter's standing up by the altar and just looks at her and is just like, did you get a good look at yourself? Did you like what you saw? Dang. And she's still like hugging herself and looks at him painfully before turning and running out of the church, just sobbing. Oh, she feels bad for her. What about if we'll leave after her? Yeah, I was going to say Brandy will actually, like, follow. So Theo, is Theo still in here? He was kind of at, still, he was just out of it. He kind of looking at his lap. He probably would have just slowly looked up. Um, as you look up, as the others kind of run out and follow, um, you see Wynn get up and be like, Hey, go and talk to her. She's your trainee. And Peter just looks at him and goes, No, she's not. <laughs> and when kind of looks him up and down, like you can see he's like visibly angry uh, before he actually starts to turn and go after Essence. And then Peter stops for a moment and just says, Are you forgetting your own duties or has being away from your father's farm made you forget about responsibility so easily? And when stops and kind of just stands in the doorway for a moment and just says, You don't want me here anyway. And Peter just doesn't miss a beat and says, No one does. And I, and I fucking oop. Wynn clenches his hands into fists before he runs out. That was rude, Peter. He blinks and kind of looks at you and he's like, what do you know about it? I know more than you think. He'll stand and leave. Cool. Um, so is she the only one still in there? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Very awkward then. <laughs> Should we kind of uh, speaks up quietly at first, and he's just like, are you, do you feel okay, Master Peter? He looks over at you and kind of cocks his head a little bit, and is just like, I feel perfectly fine. Why do you ask? Because you're being a big bitch. Because you're being a big bitch. No. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he kind of clenches his teeth, and he's like, Yesterday, when I was leaving, I saw you pass out, I think. You notice he's kind of, like, gripping the altar when you say that. She is terrified. A little bit scared now. (laughs) (laughs) But he's just like, um, I just, if there's anything I can do to help, uh, Master Wynn told me that I couldn't do anything, but... He's right, you can't. So why don't you go run after her, too? (laughs) <laughs> How do you say, I don't care about that bitch, but politely? <laughs> she hesitates for a bit, and he's just like, but training isn't over, is it? For today, perhaps. Maybe. We'll see how I'm feeling in a little bit. He still hesitates before leaving, and he's just like, should I... Should I stay with you until Master Wing gets back? I am not weak. I can handle myself. Uh, Shui kind of looks shocked. And he's like, no, that's that's not what I meant. Why I... do you want me to train you? Because I have a sword. Is that it? It's not mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she was going to say something, but he said it's not mine. And uh, he's a massive confusion now. What? It's not my sword. Then, then, uh, who is it? Someone who died a long time ago. 
Do you even know anything about elven swords? You have one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Does he? I don't think he knows very much. You would know that only elves are supposed to be able to hold one. Shuri's like, uh, no. Uh, I'm only able to wield it because of what I am. That's all. A normal person would probably die trying to hold it. It was not meant for me. So I can't train you how to use yours. But that doesn't mean you're weak. It would be great if everyone stopped acting like I was going to break at any moment. Shui doesn't know what to say to that. <laughs> and so he gets up, he bows still politely, and then he will leave. And he's like, I'm sorry. He doesn't uh, respond to you. He just kind of has his head down staring at the altar. Okay. I'm going to show you walks out. Okay. And we'll skip back. Who was the first one to run after Essence? Avaya. Avaya followed by Brandy. Yeah. Brandy ran. Okay. You catch up to her pretty easily. She's still kind of like hugging herself and like dry sobbing. Hey, 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 hey. Don't touch me. I'm, I won't. Are you all right? <laughs> she was so mad at me. Oh. <laughs> what of my daughter? She was so mad. Ooh. Uh. Is that right? I'm sorry to hear that. She just kind of keeps crying. Does she look old enough to have kids? She looks pretty young. She looks about 21. Yeah, so probably not. Um, sounds like a future event. Uh, yeah, he he looks very concerned. He's like, uh, yeah, that um, that place is pretty upsetting. I can understand why you're uh, why you might be this upset. She's kind of still holding herself, wiping at her eyes a little bit. Why is it so hard to get people to like you? Yeah, yeah. I, I totally understand that. It is uh, definitely second... It definitely ain't second nature to me either. It should be to me! I'm supposed to be good at this. Yeah. Ain't nobody good at, uh, or born good at anything. You know? It's... I was, though! You mean because of your spark? No, it's fine. I just... I just want to go back to the cabin. Look, it's... There ain't no shame in not being great at everything. I have to be, though. I have to be. Why? Who says you have to be good at everything? I just have to be. You don't, though. It's okay not to be great at everything. Putting that much expectation on yourself is gonna do more harm than it is good. I used to think the same way. I had to do things a certain way. It was very expected of me. Very, uh, had to. There's just, there's so many people who are counting on me. I have to do this. Yeah, I, uh, I get that. But you can't do all that, uh, alone, you know? The weight of the world shouldn't be on one person's shoulders. 
She kind of blinks and looks up at you, and is just like, I don't... I don't know about that. Well, I... I know about that. <laughs> I, uh... Look. Again, I know we, uh, ain't on the best of, uh, terms necessarily, but... If you... Not your favorite. I'm not anyone's favorite. <laughs> Trust me, I ain't anyone's favorite either. It's... You don't need to be my favorite for me to want to help. I don't need help. You don't need it. Sure, maybe. But... Doesn't mean you shouldn't seek it out still. Everyone can face something on their own, but it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Maybe coming here was a mistake. Well, we're in it together now, right? So, we can try and help make it easier on each other. She kind of looks up at you, and kind of looks you up and down. And she's like, I wouldn't have expected this from someone like you. <laughs> Trust me, I'd have the same thought. I'd this, again, none of this is, a uh, second nature to me. This is all new, but I had a very good, uh, very good teacher, I guess you could say. She rubs the last bit of, like, tears from her eyes at this point. She's like, I'm gonna go back to my cabin. Yeah, take it, uh, take it easy, all right? Again, if you, I know we're not like friends or anything, but if you need someone to chat with, um, around, I'm not, I ain't got anything else useful to do. <laughs> she kind of looks over her shoulder at you and gives you a very small smile. It seems genuine for the first time. It's just like, oh, the things I could tell you about. And then she keeps walking. Levi finally catches up. <laughs> As you see her walking up. Yeah. This <laughs> armor's heavier every day I've put on. I think shoey has been putting those rocks that we were messing with in my armor. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've been losing every match with all the rocks in my armor. Yeah. <laughs> Look at these boulders I just found in my armor. <laughs> I thought these boulders were my shoulder pads. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, and he will ask Brandy, uh, is she doing alright? I think she will be alright, it's just gonna take a bit. Sounds like she had a, a future vision, I guess. I see. That booth is really rough on everyone, isn't it? Yeah. You're next. <laughs> Does he actually say that? Yeah, like jokingly menacing, like <laughs> pretending. Can't wait. God damn it. You're not receptive. <laughs> <laughs> Gives a thumbs up. You're a big tough guy. I'm sure you'll be all right. Uh, you see Wynn kind of also uh, run up at this and she's like, oh, where'd she go? Oh my gosh, you guys are fast. Yeah, she's heading back to her cabin. She's doing a little better. I, I talked with her. Well, I think, uh, I don't think Peter's up to keep going for today. Yeah. So that's it, huh? He's in one of his, um... Moods? Yeah. Yeah. 
Seems like everyone's been having a hard time. I think a break might be good. Definitely wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Wynn looks a little bit sad as he goes home. <laughs> you alright, bud? Yeah, you know, watching three of your trainees come out three days in a row crying kind of gets to you, I guess. Well, that box is cursed. So, yeah, it's rough. Oh, yeah, I've been in it, too. It's not fun. Did you cry? No. <laughs> Don't lie to me, Wynn. <laughs> you see, he's, like, tearing up as he says that. <laughs> it's okay to cry, Wynn. Yeah, it's fine to cry. He's, like, squinting at you. Pats him on the back. <laughs> can Theo catch up now? Yeah, Theo can catch up. Basically, the aura around Theo is gloomy. <laughs> and, yeah, he, he comes up and he's like, What Peter said was very rude, Wynn. I appreciate you. Oh, it's, it's, it's fine. I've heard it before. I appreciate you, Wynn. Thank you. <laughs> God. Really. You're welcome. Yeah. This whole place is a bunch of humdrum folks, so having someone like you uh, brightening shit up is very nice. Very appreciated. Yes, it's it's very nice to wake up to a very kind mentor. He gives it a big smile as he, like, sniffs. A single tear goes down his cheek. <laughs> Theo gives him a smile back. There you go, bud. He puts his hands on his hips, and he's just like, well, just don't, just don't take anything Peter ever says to heart, it's fine. Uh, why don't we, like, just go have dinner or something? Yeah. It's 11 in the morning, Wynn. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys go and have breakfast with Wynn. Theo will sit next to Wynn. He seems like he's trying to overcompensate for, like, being upset earlier by being like over the top more than usual. At one point, Libris kind of comes over to you guys while you're eating and taps on Wynn's shoulder. And she's like, Wynn, you are not supposed to be here right now. And he looks up at her and gives a tiny frown at that. And she sighs and she's like, I'll go check on him. Just eat. Go ahead. And she exits. What is your job exactly, Wynn? Huh? I'm a mentor. But you always get called off to something or other right when you're trying to enjoy a meal i just got jobs mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and glances nervously at the cooking tent he just uh gives you a small smile and he's just like i just you know i got a lot of stuff to do i'm the youngest mentor here what's so. your spark oh uh uh it's kind of it's not as cool as it used to be but uh anti-magic is what i had i used to be able to wipe out whole towns but not like kill him. Whoa, boy, that sounded worse than I meant. I meant like, you know, like <laughs> magic. I could like turn off the magic in a, in a certain amount of area. Now it's kind of just, you know, touch. Right. Okay. Well, you're clearly needed here. <laughs> yeah. Just get stuck with the errands and all that. Youngest, youngest chosen one here. Right before Merlin, so. Well, we're the s same age, so <laughs> I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> Gives a smile at that and he's like, it's not fun being a chosen one when you're 13. Yeah, going through an interesting time at 13 or 14. Not fun. 
Well, I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know I was until I, I just thought I couldn't use magic. So they, they think, they estimated I got active when I was 13. And then when I was around 15, I accidentally turned all the magic off in my town. And that's how they figured it out. But there was a big problem with, like, beasts and monsters and stuff during that period. So that's kind of what I focused on. A lot of, like, you know, magic-based stuff. Oh. So that's... Hmm. Where did you grow up? Uh, Hillfar. But then I traveled all over. Uh, would he have recognized any of the events that he's talking about? You've heard of him, uh, before. And you definitely, um, you don't recall, like, all these events that he's talking about, but you definitely did hear about the event where all of Hillfar's magic was turned off, essentially, for a full day, and it took them a while to figure out what it was. It was a big deal at the time when you were younger. When he was 15? Yeah, but you don't really, like, remember hearing, um, you've heard of Wynn, obviously, but you don't remember, like, what he did, essentially, while he was a chosen one. Just, you just know he was one. Well, I actually, I mean... By the time that all was happening, I didn't live too far from uh, Hillfar, so it's actually, oh. it's kind of um, uh, pretty cool to meet you after all this time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, when I was the chosen one, there was a lot of like uh, weird fan clubs. Uh, it was, ugh. but oh. you know, afterwards, once it's like over, kind of like you wash up. People don't really think the same of you anymore afterwards. Like, I still have my spark. I still have my spark. It's not like it went away. It's just not what it used to be. I only had it for five years just because it's one of the ones that were, I guess, a little more intense. Not like Peter. Peter had it the full 15. Wow. Uh, what was Peter's spark? Uh, he had two, actually. One he was recognized for initially was... Invulnerability. He can't, like, be hit or anything like that. And that one still stays, so he still has that. Uh, can't, like, pierce his skin or kill him or anything like that. So that's neat. Um, the other one, I don't think he has it anymore. Uh, it was a little controversial at the time. He did good things with it. It was just, um... Yeah, I don't know if there's a better way to put it. It was kind of... It was... It was mind control. Oh, you're right. Uh, well, he didn't ask for it, so... Yeah, like a really, really big form of mass suggestion, but like, really big. There was a lot of wars and stuff going on that he just kind of stopped through that, which was great, but, you know, people don't like it when you do things like that. Yeah, I understand. Uh, definitely. Definitely one of the more controversial ones. He's... Nice sometimes. Is he? He, uh, he is. He's just, you know. He was not kind to you today. I just think he was having a hard time today, is all. I, like I said, just try not to say or take what he says to heart. I, I know very well to think about how others are feeling and doing, but it was kind of unacceptable what he said to you. He gives you a small smile and he's like, I know, Peter. Uh, we've been friends for. A long time. He just... Uh, that makes it worse. So, yeah. Unacceptable, honestly. <laughs> you don't know him like I do. It's okay. Really. No one should have to hear that. Takes a big bite of food. 
So why don't we go back uh, to the cabins? I mean, I'm gonna go back to my cabin. I'm tired. Right, well... Afternoon nap. Theo will kind of get up. He actually didn't eat as much as he usually would. But yeah, he's like, uh, just talk to me if you ever feel like it, okay? <laughs> sure. Thanks. Theo smiles and nods. Okay, so I will say that after Shuvi left the church, he went looking for Estola, so I think he went to the library. Okay, yeah. Um, you go into the library. You don't see her immediately. He uh, goes up the stairs, um, marches over to her office, and knocks on the door. Um, you hear wrestling on the other side, and you hear, you're here early, and she opens the door and looks out, and she's like, oh, not who I was expecting. She's looking kind of upset, I would say. So it seems that during his, uh, the time he left the church and uh, got here, he uh, got a little bit upset. He's just like, what's wrong with Master Peter? Why is he like that? Slow blinks at you. Why is he what, an asshole? He's just like that. <laughs> she is going to over-exaggerate here for a second, but he's just going to be like, he lied to me. Lied to you about what? I thought he was a... I thought he... He takes a breath, and he's just like, he told me that the elven sword he has isn't even his. It's not, but he still wields it. He doesn't want to train me because... Because... He doesn't think there's anything he could teach me because it's not his. She kind of cocks her head a little bit at you and it's just like, Did you come here to talk to me or are you trying to talk to him through me? I just want to know why he's so... And he's trying to uh, think back to like what Theo said. Why he's so rude. Peter has a lot of problems and we're working on them. But it's not your concern. If he bothers you so much, be grateful that he doesn't want to train you. His eyes kind of widen a little bit, as if like he hadn't... Like, that's not what he was trying to suggest. And he's like... I, I'm just... I'm just worried about him. I... I saw him pass out yesterday. He did. He passed out? <laughs> Oopsie! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after training yesterday... When I was leaving, I saw him pass out, and he was unconscious. Peter. And Master Wynn said uh, it was something about his medicine. It's none of your concern. He is a mentor. He is a previous chosen one. He is being taken care of, and he can take care of himself. You are a spark in training. There are plenty of things for you to worry about. Besides someone who's a little rough around the edges, having a hard time. Shui um, is quiet for a while, and then he, instead of, like, gets upset, he gets really, really, like, sad all of a sudden. Or, like, really dejected. And this is, like, kind of the real-ish reason why he kind of came here, to speak to Estelle, since she's, like, the boss, quote-unquote. But he's just like, if... If Master Peter doesn't train me, then who will? Someone who suits you. Someone who wants to train you. It's better that you have a trainer 
who wants to train you. I know you came here because you wanted him to train you because of his sword, but it's not just about your sword, Shui. You're here to be trained because you're a spark. That is the main reason you are here. That is what you should be focusing on. And I'm sure if you can figure that out, your sword will be second nature to you. He's quiet for a bit. And then he nods. Your spark is a part of you. It is something that reflects you. It is something that is more than you. So honing that and learning how to use that will make other things fall into place. He kind of grumbles under his breath when she says, your spark is a part of you. He's like, it doesn't feel like it. (laughs) Though, I mean, he is exaggerating again. He's just a a sad right now because like using it, it feels like natural, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's natural to him. Yeah. Yeah, so. I want you to think about this more from the perspective of someone who was a chosen one, who constantly had things expected of them, who constantly had things taken from them. You came here because you wanted something from Peter, didn't you? He nods. Chosen ones are very, very used to that. They're used to people thinking about what they can get from them. To him, you're just another person looking to take something. You don't know him. You barely know him. I know you are enthusiastic about this, but Peter is a person, and you are a person, and you need to think about him more than just as a sword singer. Damn, he didn't come here to get scolded like Josh. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, but uh, the way she put it, it makes a lot of sense to his, um, to him. I was going to say his tiny brain, but then I was like, let me be nice to my boy. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense now. And, you know, now that it kind of like dawns on him, now that he kind of realizes what he's uh, been doing and kind of like the pressure he's been almost un- uh, unconsciously putting on Peter, he feels kind of bad now. And he's like, uh, thank you, um, mentor Estel. He uh, bows his head and he's like, I'll think about what you said exits bow and then uh as you um start to exit estel just calls out like there's a long pause as she starts to close the door before she opens it again and calls out he likes music a lot and then she closes the door oh <gasps> she has an idea and then he goes uh, back to dorm well he goes to eat first and then he goes back to dorm. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything that you guys want to do the rest of the day? Uh, Brandy's keeping an extra eye on Theo today. Because he can see that he's bummed the fuck out. Mm, the rest of the day, Theo? Uh... Hmm. He probably went back to the cabin and just kind of... Probably just sat on his bed and reread the letter that he wrote the day before. Shuey is writing something a lot of something it looks like on multiple sheets of paper <gasps> multiple sheets Leviathan <laughs> will actually also go to Estel trying to just bother her it's time to bother Estel it's okay she hasn't made much of an appearance this episode so <laughs> this session so you go to the library too and go up to Estel's study and he busts open the door and he says it seems like we have a bear problem oh my <laughs> <laughs> 
she's like in the middle of writing something when you like burst open the door and you just hear like the little sound of like as she drops it. <laughs> we have a what? A bear problem. Not any bear though. It's, it's apparently a bear with antlers that's talking to people. A, a what? Are you? Are you? A... It may sound crazy, but I've heard multiple reports of this. Did Peter give you anything? Like, not like medicine, but like something else. No, I'm always like this. <laughs> <laughs> She's kind of looking you up and down. It's just like, I have heard no reports of a bear with antlers. Well, apparently it kept Theo and Brandy up late at night and Essence claimed to have seen it too. Bear with antlers. And it was talking and putting its hand on the window, apparently. I don't know how I didn't wake up to that. Uh, that sounds very interesting. Why don't you have them come talk to me about this, if you don't mind? I have never heard of that before. Sure, I'll bring them over. <laughs> um, if you want to bring them over now to talk to her, you can. Oh, uh, he has one other thing. It's very quick, though. One more thing. Is there any way we can send letters out? Um, sure. As long as you stay within the facility or you leave the compound with a chosen one, or uh, with a previous chosen one, with a mentor, then that's perfectly fine. There's no reason for you not to be allowed to contact the outside world. This isn't a prison. Great. Um, I just had to figure out how to actually send the letters. Okay, I'll go get the others to report this. Be right back. Slams the door shut and his loud armor clanks away. And he finds Theo and Brandy. Um, and he's like, Theo, Brandy, I told Estel about the strange bear you saw. Oh, it's not a bear. I... Uh, um, yes... Well, whatever the strange creature was, I suppose bears don't have antlers. So if you don't mind, I still actually wanted to talk with you and Brandy about that. Oh god. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've been meaning to do that anyway. I'll go get Essence as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I will know Essence is still pretty upset. She doesn't seem like she wants to come. Okay, then he'll leave her alone. But you have to, you saw the bear! <laughs> I know you're upset and you had a traumatic event today, but the bear! But what about the bear? We're gonna have a lot more traumatic events in the real world if you don't talk about this bear. Next time you go in that confession booth, you're going. the bear's going to be in the booth with you. No. <laughs> Can you imagine the trauma you'll see if the bear's in the booth next time? <laughs> the bear essence! <laughs> okay, I, okay, we're moving on. Um, so, <laughs> uh, you guys go back up to Estel's, um, uh, Estel's study, and she's like has paused what she was doing, essentially put away her papers, and has taken out a fresh sheet to like note what you say. And it's just like, all right, go ahead and describe to me what it was you saw. Uh, okay, so um, it was like a uh, like a humanish, like not a bear. At yeah, all. not a bear, not a bear. Humanoid in shape. It has kind of like a beak with big antlers. Look like tree branches almost. She kind of squints at you a little bit. It's like a bear with antlers. Oh my god! Uh, it is not a bear. <laughs> it's not a bear. You say it's a bear and then you say it's not a bear. What it's is it? It's not a bear. Not a bear. Let me draw it. Go for it if you want to draw it. Start drawing a person that is all crouched. I want you to roll a wisdom save as you're trying to draw it. You're about to draw a fucking bear. <laughs> oh, wait, a wisdom save? Nat, nat 20! 20. It doesn't matter, it's still nat 20. So you draw this thing pretty well from your memory as- I don't know what Theo's artistic abilities are, but- I would say pretty, like, not bad. 
Okay, so yeah, above, above average. Um, uh, you draw this thing out, and Estelle's looking at it, and she's like, that doesn't look like a bear. Exactly! It is a, like, a crouched person with, like, I guess Brandy described it as a beak. I didn't really... But and then there was antlers, and, like, these little... Some she's looking at you as you try and describe this, and she's like, "Hold on, um, one, one moment. I'd like to try something." Um, and she closes her eyes for a moment and looks like she's concentrating, and then she's like, "All right, let's just wait a few moments here." And then you hear someone like very quickly running up the steps, um, and like you see wind burst through the door. And it's like, "I got your message. I can't do this crazy again." <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna do can- magic cancellation. <gasps> and um, he's standing in the doorway. She's like, Are you-? "He said it was urgent." And she's like, "Yes, thank you for coming so soon, Wynn. And gives him a little smile. And he's just like, "This does not seem urgent." I just want you to come up for a moment. Could you place your hands on Theo? And he's like, "Oh, oh yeah, okay." And he comes up and he puts a hand on your shoulder, Theo. And she looks back to you and she's like, "Why don't you go ahead and explain it again?" Okay, so, when I went out the other night, there was a man-like creature who was, like, sort of crouchy, had antlers, it spoke, like, it repeated what we said to it, um, sort of like, well, as you see in my drawing here, with, like, the the animal-esque feet, um... Oh, with the tail, of course. Uh, you see her face start to fall as you're talking about it. So, like, all these things. Um, we saw it the other night, and it it, it followed us to the- Hold on. Hmm? She gets up, um, and she starts going through her books in the study. Um, they're all very old and look incredibly worn and weathered. Um, and she's going through them, and she pulls one out and comes over to you and puts one down- in front of you and opens it and you have just the barest recollection that this was one of the pages that she had had put down um, before while you guys had been learning about fallen ones it was kind of shoved off to the side just a very old drawing um, that looks pretty similar to what you're describing is this what you saw yeah i think i brandy yeah it looks about right that's not a good sign. Uh, is there any more information on it? We, it, it spoke back to us. It, it, um, it touched the window, and they are very old creatures. But, uh, like not only that, it's, it had some sort of, like, it's hard to explain, but the, I guess the dark, like fur, I guess on it, 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 sort of s- detached itself from it and showed like a. I guess a humanoid hand. She kind of nods a little bit at this as you're describing it, and she's just like, they are creatures of folklore, things to be thought nothing more than legends. I am... Are you sure you are awake when you saw it? I'm sure. Brandy saw it too, and apparently uh, Essence did as well. I mean, maybe. Seems pretty real if we weren't able to talk about it up until this point. Yeah. I know. It's just, it's... Something I didn't know was around. What is it? It's one of those things that are put in the history books that were erased. There's not of much there's not much information on them. They were only found in children's stories. What do they do? Are they dangerous or no? They are known as jabbers. Ja- jabbers. 
they can only repeat what has been said to them in the last... Uh, usually the last week or so is how the legend goes. And then the words that they know before then fade away. That's what Essence saw it. Essence must have saw it before I did. It repeated something I feel like she would have said. They are creatures that are said to have lost themselves and forgotten what they are. So they go out to try and find it in others. That's how the legend goes. Does it hurt the others to do so? I don't know. It was a fairy tale. Right. But real. It's very concerning that you saw something like that. We have a barrier up for a reason. Well, it's it's within the walls, so... My only guess, if it's in the walls, it came in when all of you were let in. Hmm. We will put up um, extra security measures. See if we can locate it. But I, like I said, this is all that I know about it. It hasn't made any move to hurt you. Um, I guess not. It just, ew. Just is horrifying. It just followed me back. As I screamed and ran, so, you know... We will put a curfew in place for now, then. I would think that would be a good idea. Yes. Maybe we can try and get a couple specialists in. I don't know what this would be. A fiend or an aberration or something, but... I tried to look it up. It's... I mean, the only information I got was, like, it may be a monstrosity. I don't... Monstrosity. Okay, I'll see if I know anyone in the area who specializes in that. Right. Uh, yes. Oh, thank you for finally somebody being able to do something about this, because let me tell you, it's very anxiety-inducing trying to go to sleep every night when no one believes what you saw. No worries. We will put up some extra precautions, maybe ward the cabins. We'll see if that helps. Right, good. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Wynne, for coming. Wynn's just been kind of standing there with his hand on his shoulder, like he looks a little pale, and he's like, that's creepy. Uh, and he takes his hand off. Yes, thank you, Wynn, for finally letting me uh, freely talk about this. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and then just all y'all, don't forget, it looks like a bear. Stop. Antlers. <laughs> Is that a joke, Bryn? Yeah, it's a joke, sorry. Okay. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't tell sometimes. So you guys go um, back to bed for the day, um, and the next day rolls around, and you hear a very familiar knock on the door, and we're just gonna fast forward through the Abiath bullshit. And- <laughs> <laughs> Give me a minute, I need to put on my armor. I like to imagine, actually, he just has his armor on this time when he opens the door. <laughs> like he's learned. Yeah. <laughs> you see, like, this this glow on Wynn's face, like, oh, thank God. Um, and you guys walk back to um, the church again for the next day. Uh, Peter is already there waiting. Uh, Wynn takes the same place that he had before. Doesn't make eye contact with Peter. Peter doesn't make eye contact with him. Seem to not be talking to each other. Uh, Peter just kind of speaks up and looks at everyone. It's just like, okay, we have a few of you left and then we can be done with this. Why don't you come up, Avias? Very well, then. He marches in. He's like, Claytor, you in here this time? <laughs> 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 Knocks on the booth. Go ahead and roll a wisdom check. Wisdom. Bada bing, bada boom. Nat 20. Natural 20. Holy moly. He's so ready. Okay. (laughs) Glato, you're here. They make out. (laughs) No. (laughs) Shit. 
Finally! <laughs> Peter's just like, is everything all right in there? You've been in there a while. He's like, oh, everything's great. Give me a bit. <laughs> Oh, God. God. <laughs> this, I wish I didn't put armor on this morning. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, so, Avaya, you go in. Um, and you wait for a while before you hear the sound of ruffling wings next to you um, in the confession booth. Hello, who is that? Hello, Avaya, it's me, Avaya. Uh, whoa, that was not expecting this. I wasn't expecting it either. Huh. Well, how are you? I was about to ask you the same. Uh, I suppose I should ask, when are you? When am I? Oh, that's a question. I don't think I'm anywhere right now. Huh. So, you're just like in blank void or something? Something like that. It's very strange. Imagine being yourself, but with none of your history. It's quite interesting. That sounds kind of awful, truth be told. I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything else but this. Huh. Weird. This is all very strange, isn't it? Talking to ourselves. Am I gonna start crying now? Oh, I hope not. This is very strange, like I said, but it's also extraordinary. I would expect nothing less of a Chosen One training session. I... Truth be told, I was expecting something else entirely. Hmm. Do you know who Rue is? Oh, yes, Rue. Our good friend Rue. I didn't know until you said it, and then it came to me all of a sudden. Hmm. Are you familiar with Claytor? Claytor! I love Claytor! <laughs> yes! Hell, Claytor! I wish he was in the booth with us. <laughs> I do too. I was actually asking for him earlier. Yes, I remember that now that you say that. But, you know, I'm quite content with you here. Yes, I always enjoyed our company. <laughs> well, me, what do we have to talk about? Hmm, well, let's see. I suppose there's a concern about that thing that wasn't a bear. Do you know anything about that? I know just what you know. Only what I know. I don't know if there's any insight to be gained from this conversation, then, if you don't know anything outside of what I know already. Nah, you're probably right. I mean, I feel pretty confident in our abilities. I don't think we really lack much. There is one thing that's been bothering us, I think, though, since we came here. There are a couple things. What specifically are you referring to? That tiefling we fought. I think he used necromancy against us. I'm pretty sure of it. Didn't seem usual, yes. We do always try to see the good in people, but it's hard to ignore such a glaring issue. It poses the risk of him being the next fallen one. Yes, it does. Do you think we should look past something like that? We know there's something strange going on, and Peter seems to think he might have some sort of sickness. He could be a danger to others. He could be, but I think we should try to talk him into using a different form of magic at the very least. He seems... Oh, yes. ...sympathetic at the very least. We should always talk things out. Perhaps we've changed. You know what people say about us, we're the Warlock Slayers. I... I... I <clears throat> don't know if that's a reputation I necessarily want. It's not one that we want, but it's one that we got. It's not our fault, but there's just a lot of bad in the world, and a couple of them happen to be Warlocks. Yes, that's unfortunate, but um... Hmm... Brandy, uh... 
I'd like to have faith in him, but I will certainly have a talk with him. Good, I think that's the right path for us to take. <sighs> if only we were speaking to God right now, though, right? That's what we really wanted out of this training. <laughs> we can talk to ourselves whenever, but God, well, it'd be nice to talk to him at all. I would like to ask God for guidance, but we'll just have to rely on our own ability. Or my own ability. This is strange. Uh, you hear him actually seem to get quiet on the other end for a moment, and he speaks back to you. It still sounds like your voice, but it sounds like a lot more mellow than how you've been talking this whole time. We're positive we're on the right path, yes? There's no doubt we're the chosen one. Everyone knows it's us. We know it's us. This training is just a formality. We know everyone here seems really capable, and the winner of some of our fights is... Well, we haven't really been the winner of most of our fights, but we must be the chosen one, right? Well, of course. Um, I'm sure these others will amount to being of great help, but I have no intention of letting anyone, uh, anyone else end up the chosen one. I'll try my best. We can try our best, but it's not up to us, is it? It's up to fate, I suppose, unfortunately. It is, and fate's a tricky business. I've just been wondering, I guess. Maybe, maybe this is just me. Maybe it's not us. If we're not the chosen one... Then what are we? Avayath, I kind of want Avayath to insight when he says this is just us. I'm getting suspicious. Go for it. And Avayath would also feel like, wow, this guy's a lot of shit talking to say insight. Where's insight stat? Oh, not good. <laughs> Three. <laughs> You're not sure. Seems to be talking a little weird. Not quite in line with what you would be saying. Seems mostly accurate, but I'll have some moments where you're like, that's not what I would have said right now, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but Avayath is just like, eh, it's probably just a different me. He's too dumb to... <laughs> I just want us to be prepared, I suppose, for a future where things don't go the way that we thought they would. Of course. If I find anything suspicious about Brandy, I'll be sure to put a stop to it. Yes, I think that's a good idea. Well, I'm not really sure what else to do now. I guess we wait for this to be over. I suppose we do. Might as well get a bit of exercise while we're in here. Yes, let's do push-ups. <laughs> tries to do push-ups in the tiny booth. Uh, you hear just through the other side of the thing for a while. And it still, it still again sounds like your voice, but just the tone of it doesn't quite sound right as he's speaking. Um, can I try to do a perception check? You can try and do a perception check, sure. His perception's not much better, but I'd feel like I'm cheating if I didn't insight again. Nope, not one. <laughs> nope, you see, you see nothing. Well, again, it's been a great talk. I just think, you know, with everything going on and all the things in the world happening, sometimes I just worry about us. I'm honestly more worried about my fellow com comrades than us. A lot of them seem to end up in tears after this. I think it's also good to be worried about us, though. About yourself. Well, to a degree, of course, but... We're supposed to be a hero, you know? We're supposed to look out for others. That's our job. Of course! To be self-sacrificing. That is our job, and that's what we are. A hero. Indeed. We should be ready to do whatever it takes to complete our journey. Whatever it takes. It was good to talk to you, Dust. I think it's been a long time coming. Good to speak with you as well. Goodbye, Aviath. Goodbye, Aviath. And you hear a knock on the door. Avayath slams the door open like he does, and he seems surprisingly happy. 
I'm sorry, I just ima- I just fucking imagine like Peter getting smashed on like the other side of the oh door. God. <laughs> like as it opens, like in cartoons. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Peter's just kinda like I-, I imagine you open the door, he puts a hand out to stop it like right before it hits his face. And he's like, Well, <laughs> you seem like that when I'm not better. My training went great. It's good to hear. If you have anything you'd like to share with everyone, you're free to. You're the first one who hasn't come out. Incredibly upset. I met myself, actually. It was a rather pleasant conversation. Met yourself? It's interesting. That happens every now and again. It was me, from a, except that other version of me didn't seem to have a history or anything. Uh, well, everyone has different experiences. He just seemed the same as me, except his voice was slightly off. Peter just kind of gives a tentative nod at that. Um, but he looks over at everyone and is just like, well... I think we can continue then. Shui's the last one. Oh, Shui gets up. <laughs> Shui's next. He smiles at a vibe as he passes by. And uh, he's gonna get ready to go in too. Uh, there is a long pause before Peter is about to close it. And he kind of looks in at you and just says, very quietly after a moment, Good luck. And then he closes the door. Hey, I'm Dre Silvertooth, and I'm a GM. You should absolutely come listen to our podcast, because I have the best heroes. They're hunting curses for the Queen of Vire, and it's it's going great. I got five hit points. I have a plan. Is it to write my eulogy? They make really good choices. Oh God, why did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) It's all according to plan. Textbook success. She did fall 45 feet in full armor, though. Well. Fine. They are bad heroes. I have four very bad heroes on my podcast. But they are hilarious. Come check us out at badheroescast.com or find bad heroes wherever you get your podcasts. I haven't been playing my bard correctly, so now I am going to. <laughs> Hold up. You mean trying to summon an electric guitar so that you can use the auxiliary cord was not doing it correctly? Oh no, that was definitely correct. <laughs> hey there, long time no upload. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you're wondering about the inconsistency of these uploads, it's because my time management skills are not great for doing more than one weekly thing at a time. Reminder that the YouTube version of this show is probably like at least 20 episodes more than the one you're listening to. You should check it out. I'll try to be more on top of it in terms of the podcast space, but I probably won't be just being fully transparent. If you are someone who wants an audio-only experience and an easy feed for you to grab your podcast from, I totally get that. On our Patreon for the $5 tier, we have a feed where you can get access to the podcast and just put it onto any old device that you want. And those do come out weekly, usually within the first 24 to 48 hours of a release. And this ramble I'm going on right now, none of that. Just a smooth transition into the next episode, no intros or outros. Or if you just want bloopers, the $1 tier has all of that. And speaking of patrons, thank you Mr. Bakudan, our $20 patron, and Vessel, our $10 patron, for supporting the show. Bye for now, fellow Sparks. We'll see you next week. Or maybe in like five minutes when I upload the next episode. Who knows? I'm kind of a wild card right now. I'm also a little tired. This outro is going to be very different from the other ones. Bye, guys. (laughs) 